episode of PDF Birth Podcast. Just thought I'd give you a little update about my life. Um, autumn is five months now, five months today. So crazy how fast the time has passed. I decided that I wasn't going to pursue doing any birth stories for a while, besides I did my own, but that's why I've been taking a long break from doing any birth stories. I also haven't had anybody um, ask me to do one, so I haven't had that either, but I just decided to take some time. But I have on a friend from my church telling her birth story of her two birth stories of her two girls, so that was really nice to get back into it. I'll hopefully be able to do some more, but we'll see how it unfolds because December is very busy with all the Christmas stuff. We have six family Christmas things because we do with, with both my husband's sides of the family and my own and then our own immediate families, so it is a lot of Christmases, but it's really fun. Autumn has been doing so good. She's such a chill, easy baby. She's so good, and that has been such a blessing. I'm very thankful to God for that because having the other two who are very, like, high energy and mainly thin, but having to do a lot with them and the fact that Autumn is just so good. She'll just sit there and play with... She, like, plays with toys now, sort of as much as a baby plays with toys and she'll just sit there and her bouncer like I move her around to different things like when I have to do stuff with the kids which is a lot so sometimes I actually I do feel sad that I can't do more with Autumn like hold her more but she's just so good she'll just sit there and then she'll just go to sleep when she goes to sleep she does wake up more than my other two did at this point like she usually wakes up twice at night which isn't that crazy so I'm not like really upset about it and I don't feel super tired all the time so it it has been fine but um I think it's probably because I've been co-sleeping so much with her I've done a lot more co-sleeping with her than I did with the other two because I didn't really co-sleep with them that much and I think that's partly why she's just waking up more because she's just more used to being with me and if I move or whatever which I don't really move when I sleep but I don't know if I'm just breathing or she's just sensing the milk right there I'm not sure if that's the reason but I think that's why um but yeah she is besides the sleep which isn't even that bad um and she just goes right back down she's really easy she doesn't take a soother that is one new thing for me because my other kids loved soothers but she doesn't really like them so but that's fine she's really good without it so there will be a bonus to that is that i won't have to rid her of it later but yeah she's a really really good baby really sweet happy baby very thankful and I've been doing amazing I mean it was a very as I said in my birth story it was a very good postpartum very good birth everything and I've just like I feel great um so yeah God has blessed me a lot with this experience again I feel like I've been blessed every time but especially this one I felt very blessed from and that I think owing to autumn being such a good baby has this transition has not felt hard really it it obviously has it's hard moments there's always gonna be hard moments but I didn't feel like it was a really hard transition so I'm really thankful for that um it's just busier but we'll see as she gets older maybe we'll feel more hard (laughs) later but I am very thankful um yeah 
So that's my update. I will get on with the verse right now. Today I'm here with my friend Laura. Hi. So nice Laura. Nice to be here. Yes. <laughs> uh, she's from my church, KW Redeemer. Um, so if you could just start with talking about yourself and your family. Yeah. So um, my name's Laura. Um, my husband is Derek, and my two daughters are Annalise and Julia. Um, my daughter Annalise is almost four years old, and my daughter Julia turned one in July. So she's about 15 and a half months right now. Um, yeah, and I'm really happy to be here. I know Miriam, as she was saying, from church, from KW Redeemer, um, and we moved to this this area a couple years ago, and we're, we're really enjoying being in KW and, and getting to know our church more, too. Um, I am a part-time or adjunct music um, professor, and then my husband, Derek, does um, tax, tax, tax accounting. Uh, and I... And she just got her PhD. Yes, yes. And <laughs> I just finished my PhD in music education at Western University. Um, and then right now I'm teaching um, at Redeemer University part-time and also Martin Luther University College at Laurier part-time and a bit at Western. So I'm kind of between a few different universities doing adjunct work right now. Nice. Yeah. Um, I'm... Yeah, I, I'm excited to talk about talk about my birth stories and talk about my pregnancies with with my girls um, um, <laughs> also Derek and I yeah so Derek and I got married in 2016 um, so we were married a couple years before we had kids um, and Annalise was born on Christmas Day in 2019 okay um, yes how old are you guys and I am 30 and Derek's 32 okay yeah nice so how long were you married before you decided that you wanted to have kids? So we were married for about, so a, about like two and a half years. Okay. Yep. Um, and we knew generally around two and a half years, that's when we, we would start trying to have kids. Um, and I, with both girls, got pregnant pretty quickly. Okay. It, was, it never took too long to get pregnant. Um, and then with yeah so I I always got pregnant pretty quickly um with Annalise I was like pretty sure I was so it was a funny story when I found out I was pregnant um I was actually in the UK um I was at an at a conference for school a church music conference in Durham um and sorry in Bath actually and I was out with some friends and stuff and I when I was there I was like I could be pregnant and I should probably just like just check just in case because you didn't want to have any Mm -hmm. drinks if I was pregnant and I took a pregnancy test there and I was pregnant and I was like called Derek he knew it was a possibility but it was funny because um I just was like it's not how I pictured like finding out that I I got pregnant but I'm glad I did find out yeah um yeah so Derek was very it was only about a month only about like okay. one month, that so means... it was like the second month, like okay. trying. Yeah, yeah. Was there? And that was the Derek surprised when you? Um, he um. he was excited. Yeah, he was he was really excited. Um, and I remember I like set up an appointment with our family doctor for like pretty soon after I got back um, to Canada, um, which was like only like a few days later, 
And then I knew I wanted midwives. This is when we lived in Brantford. And okay. I knew from my sister-in-law that, like, you had to sign up right away to get a midwife. So mm. right away, kind of that next week, I called the midwives in Brantford to, to be under their care. Um, which was which I, I was excited. Just everybody told me good things about midwives. I didn't even know that much about their kind of, like, philosophy of birth and stuff. But I knew I wanted, like, the aftercare of them coming to my house. So, um, I was very, very excited for that. So yeah, I like, I got, yeah, I got pregnant, had the doctor's appointment. And then within, when I was like probably about seven weeks pregnant, that's when I started getting sick. Okay. And I got for both, both Annalise and Julia, like very sick. Um, I was never admitted to the hospital, but I was always like on diclectin and gravel, um, and with Annalise, like I, I did. Everybody would be like, "Oh, it's gonna, it's gonna, you'll, you'll kind of get relieved from the they're throwing up by like three months." And with Annalise, I was throwing <laughs> up the entire pregnancy oh, no. and just like really bad heartburn and acid reflux. So I went on other medication to help with that too. But with Annalise, it was actually like, yeah, I just I felt gross you couldn't probably because it was my first pregnancy too I couldn't you couldn't see that I was like pregnant because I was so sick and I lost weight and I was like oh this is not yeah this is not great um but yeah it ended up being okay but it it was interesting because when I actually like had Annalise it was like an instant like relief from all the throwing Uh, up and the, the reflux it was crazy did you at least feel um, a bit better after? I felt a bit better, but I would still throw up probably, like, once a day. Like, okay. um, after that three-month mark. Um, and I had to be really careful with what I ate and, and never letting my stomach get too empty. Like, it was, like, I had to always, like, eat in little bits. Um, okay. But then I never wanted to eat, too, so it was, like, this horrible mix of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Did you find the gravel helped? Uh, it helped a little bit, but both diclectin and gravel just made me so tired. Like, I could not stay awake. Say, it was horrible. That sounds awful. Because um, I, I was already so tired with that. Yeah. Those. Yeah. And you're already feeling, like, disgusting. And I would, like, I was that, like, in May and June kind of thing. I was supply teaching in the Hamilton School Board. And I remember, like, every day, like coming home like just like feeling disgusting laying on the couch for like the rest of the evening and I just like was barely functioning so it was not fun but (laughs) yeah so with with both going into pregnancies with both girls I knew that um I had a genetic condition called incontinentia pigmenti um which, which I did not know my my parents didn't know that I had, but I was born when I was born. I had a lot of skin lesions and um, skin rashes, so I went to a lot of doctors in London. Um, a lot of testing, and they kind of diagnosed me with a a random genetic mutation, which I will pass on to my kids as well. Um, but with this genetic condition, it's chromosome linked, so. Every girl we know has an XX chromosome. Boys have XY chromosome, and this is this is um, a condition that's that's present in the Y chromosome. So it's so with every boy, there's a fifty percent chance, um, depending if it's dominant or recessive, that he would have this. It, I should say that all all my kids have a percentage of having this, but with boys, this condition is lethal. So fifty um, percent chance. Um, with every 
male pregnancy that it would not last um so all this to say with my daughters when I knew I was pregnant with them um we had extra extra appointments and extra ultrasounds at MAC um and also with Annalise with my first pregnancy um there are some other kind of fine we always Derek and I always had this where we we would go for initial ultrasounds there'd always be concerns and we'd have to go for multiple follow-up ultrasounds at MAC and Annalise had like there was measurement things with the nuchal fold and they were concerned about down syndrome possibilities um so all so yeah with both pregnancies it's never been of calm pregnancy it's always been like are there major issues with our kids is this pregnancy going to be okay is this like are they going to be born with some other genetic condition so I would just yeah I would say none of my pregnancies have been like a super joyful experience um and just like being sick and just anxious and stuff so is there anything else with your pregnancy that you want to mention anything else um no no just that I I yeah I was really sick um and yeah it hasn't been super like easy pregnancies you can't I was just gonna ask if so then but then you do always find out the gender because you basically have to with this so it's kind of funny because Derek and I um we knew generally that both of them were girls. I did not officially find out the gender because we wanted oh, okay. it to still be like a surprise. Okay. But we knew just based on like knowing the pregnancies and ultrasounds were fine that they were both likely girls. Okay, but you didn't actually we like didn't, get no, the thing. No. Okay. I, there was still a small like kind of chance where we were both like, oh, maybe it's a boy who's like fine and doesn't have the, the okay. condition kind of thing. Okay. The very rare chance. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, so. well, I wouldn't they tell you that though? They would tell me like. Like, if, sorry, if it was a boy who they thought. Yeah, wouldn't they tell you that? They would tell, yeah. So, like, when we went to the ultrasounds at MAC, we were like, we don't want to know, and they're they're fine with that. But they're also like, if it was a boy who was, like, had it, we would, yeah, yeah. We'd, like, so you were pretty we confident were, yeah, that it was we girls. Were, we were yeah. pretty sure it was their yeah. girls, yeah. Okay. How many midwives did you have with their? Two. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so with Annalise, um, I, she was due like January 3rd or 4th. So, and I was expect the midwives kind of mentally prepared me like they were like, she's your first one, you're probably going to go overdue. So I really was not thinking she was going to come early at all. Um, and Derek was like, did a CPA exam and I was like defending my dissertation proposal uh, mid-December. Crazy. And then that weekend we like finished setting up the baby nursery worked on the crib and then christmas eve like early that morning um i like went to the washroom 4 a.m i walked back to the bedroom and then i like realized my water broke i had this like gush of water and i was like oh no but i knew right away it was my water breaking like it wasn't a question right um so and i knew my midwives were off call because it was like it was like Christmas Eve, so we had we met a random midwife at the Brantford Hospital oh, okay. that morning. She was from the same like set of midwives, but it's just like I never met her before. Did you like your midwives that you had? Yeah, I did. Okay, yeah. So it kind of went different than I yeah. anticipated. I also was not anticipating my water breaking first. So we like Christmas Eve. Yeah, it was like early morning. We met the midwife on call at the hospital in Brantford. 
she like checked the fluid and it was we knew it was like amniotic fluid um and she was like I'll give you 12 hours let's see if like labor starts naturally for you otherwise we'll end up having to induce you okay um so I went back home Derek and I went like to the mall um we randomly bumped into his mom at the mall which was funny and she literally I was like my water broke and she was like went and bought a onesie it was really funny a Christmas onesie and then um I literally had no contractions all day and then like 5 p.m 6 p.m Derek and I like had out appetizers we were we already planned like our own little mini Christmas party that we wanted to do and exchange gifts um and I started like I had a few like period crampy feelings but nothing like no contractions really um I had like a yeah and then within a couple hours like I felt a little bit and then I remember I I felt gross um like just nauseous again and then I took a nap um and then I woke up about 10 30 p.m and then that's when I started like feeling regular contractions okay um and this is on like Christmas on Christmas Day? Eve still Christmas Eve okay yeah christmas eve at like 10 30 at night and then it started like yeah they started getting increasingly painful um and i felt like stronger and i knew i had to follow like kind of the rule for timing um but by 12 a.m we called my mid the midwife on call and i was like okay this feels like very intense and painful i think we need to go to the hospital okay um and she was like we were, like, really, really close. To, we were, like, down the street from the hospital, so it yeah. wasn't a big deal. Um, and she was, like, she believed me. Like, she was, like, she didn't even come to her house to check me. She was, like, okay, I'll meet you at the hospital. Um, I was, like, I definitely was in pain. I, like, threw up all over our kitchen floor before we left. Oh, and no. I was, like, this. And did you, cl- did you clean up when you got back? Derek, Derek somehow dealt with it. Okay. I don't even remember if he did it right then or when he, like, went back home after. Um, but then we drove to the hospital um and then she like yeah the midwife met me in in emerge we went upstairs um she suggested to have like to go in the tub for a while and before that I never like ever thought about going in the tub during labor and I was never planning to like do a water birth or anything like that like I was not injured really like yeah interested in that and then yeah she was like you can go in the tub that'll help with some of your pain um and she checked I forgot to say that she checked me and I think I was only like like four centimeters or something like it wasn't like I was like about to have the baby yeah but yeah I labored in the tub for a bit and that helped a lot with the pain management um at one point like I think I was around like six centimeters later I was like I can't do this I need some sort of pain management I remember in my head thinking like this is horrible I'm never doing this again this hurts a lot but then she gave me some laughing gas so I tried some laughing gas but it didn't really help like it was just like like it just made me dizzy like I was really focused on my breathing and Derek helped with that um just like regularly breathing through contractions and the laughing gas just like made me all like out of sorts and I couldn't uh, yeah I couldn't focus so I didn't like it um so I stopped using that and I just kind of like pushed through and at that point, we were considering, like, having, yeah, just, like, doing a water birth. And, and because the midwife was like, this seems to be good for you. You can have the baby in here. But then right around, like. So they were going to let you do they, it? Yeah. She was they okay. never do it at hospitals usually. I don't know if it was because it was, like, the Branford. I, don't, I have no idea why. I don't oh. know what it's. Yeah, but she was open to me doing it. But then I was, like 
close to the end. I think I was already like like fully dilated, but they were like monitoring Annalise's heart rate and it started dropping a lot just because it was going, I think it suddenly like progressively went faster and for some reason her heart rate was dropping. So they pulled me out of the bath. I went on to the bed. Um, and then at that point, it honestly was like a blur to me. Like I, I was pushing for a bit like yeah I was ready to push but I knew her heart rate was dropping so they were like you need to keep pushing you need like it was very urgent like push harder kind of thing yeah and we had an OB come in and um (laughs) this isn't a great memory because she was like she said to me like she kind of threatened me like she said to me if you if we don't get this baby out I'm gonna have to cut you open and Derek looked at I kind of started panicking and hyperventilating and Derek looked at me and he was like ignore her just keep breathing like Derek was like good Derek was very very good at like just like working through yeah and and she kind of like after I had Annalise and I'll go back and give more details of that but like after I had Annalise she kind of was like oh I always like say that's ladies like it works kind of thing but Derek was Derek was like no this is like Laura I know Laura and Laura was literally doing everything she could like I was pushing with my entire strength and it was not working like but anyway I don't think that's ever a good no strategy to make them feel more panicky no it did not and then I just like started hyperventilating and stuff but anyway like the pushing like somehow like I didn't have to have an like an episiotomy or anything it ended up being fine I tore a bit um but Annalise came out and then after Annalise um came out it took a little I'm not even sure why but it took a little bit to deliver the placenta too I'm not 100% sure why that but I just know I hemorrhaged so like I lost a lot of blood um and then I like yeah I they gave me that like shot but I just remember yeah I I was like bleeding quite a bit um and I just remember I was like I went I had low iron and I was really really shaky like I couldn't stop shaking I was freezing and I think I was in a bit of shock like I was just like not totally sure what was going on then Annalise yeah so Annalise came out um she was having some trouble breathing so we had it honestly like it was a blur to me too like we had a lot of doctors and nurses all running in there um and then I remember everybody was kind of like like panicking and the chief of pediatrics like walked in very calmly he was like really cool and collected and he just like went up to Annalise and like stuck his finger down her down like in her mouth like down her throat and she coughed up some like phlegm or fluid and then she was fine like it was like amazing like it was like and he just like calmly walked in and like did that and then everything was like (laughs) that's calm and fine but it was very very scary and I feel like poor Derek like his one his baby's over there like like we don't know what's happening with breathing and I'm like bleeding and it was like pretty stressful that is really um so yeah so and after that all happened like we were admitted like we stayed at the hospital for a few days Annalise was six five so she was like smaller and she had really low blood sugar um so we had yeah we stayed there um the nurses like tested her blood often and we were trying just to like feed her I think she had a mix of like I tried some nursing she had a bit of formula at the hospital the Enfamil like little mini bottles 
um, it was like a huge learning curve. Like we were definitely both anxious and stressed and we were like both just like exhausted. I also didn't realize like the physical recovery that would be needed. Like I kind of thought I'd be able to walk and I couldn't walk and like even like I couldn't stand up. Like I wanted, I remember I just like wanted to walk and just go to the shower and I couldn't like stand up without being dizzy. So I like, oh yeah, yeah. I just like needed to sit all the time, which was hard. And I definitely just from the really, loss of blood. I think so. Yeah, yes. yeah. Um, um uh, how long did you push for in the end? Do you know? Do you know? I think it was about an hour. Okay. Yeah. Um. And I should. I never said what time she was born. She was born at two fifty. Okay. So I got to the hospital at twelve. That was two fifty. So it wasn't a. like a.m. Yeah. yeah. So it wasn't like hours upon hours. Like yeah. it was pretty. I would say like pretty quick for a first birth. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Did it, Did you try different positions for like pushing and stuff? Not as much as I did here. They didn't really. I was mainly like just on my back when when they okay. pulled me out of the bath to the bed at that time when it started getting like we need to get her I was just I wasn't really like encouraged to try different positions hmm. they no. should have because that would have yeah. helped for getting her out faster too yeah because with Julia the midwives here at Grand River like helped me like yeah that's much try better. different positions yeah. and stuff yeah so I don't like that like an OB comes in just like gotta try, like instead yeah. of being like let's try these different things yeah like, just exactly. tries to do a scare tactic I, I heard know. that a lot and I think it's really ridiculous it's not good but yeah um okay yeah um pretty good though overall yeah overall it was like pretty good like it wasn't a horror like besides yeah yeah and just like being really really sore like I wasn't expecting that for some reason I don't know if I was not told that or like (laughs) but I just was not like (laughs) it just depends what you have so you got like a second degree tear yeah yeah I think I'm pretty sure yeah Yeah. you are pretty sore for the first little bit yeah but if you don't tear, it's, like, very different. Yes. And if you I don't tear so and you too. don't hemorrhage, it's very, like... Yes. So it just really depends. But yeah. Because, yeah. Yeah, like... Yeah, times you are pretty sore. Yeah, because when I, like, think about my birth with Julia, which I'll, like, talk about in a minute, I was not... I was not really sore after. Like, I got, like, one stitch, so I had a little, a little tear at Julia, but I, like... I literally like walked over to the shower in the hospital yep. room and just so took different. a shower and I was like, <laughs> like wow. I feel okay. Like it wasn't horrible. Yeah. Which was yeah, good. Um so how was your postpartum? Um with Annalise, it was like I would say good other than like the feeding, but in terms of my like the other stuff was fine, but um Annalise like just because she yeah she was so small and I tried so hard to like not use I, I really tried to just like do like use milk and and breastfeed so I um and I feel like the midwives really encouraged me to try that too but then she had troubles nursing so for a while we would even like <laughs> use like a bit of formula or even pumped milk in a cup and like the midwife gave us this like mini feeding tube almost thing so then she would be nursing from me and like learn how to nurse but she'd also like get like food like milk in her mouth and then for the longest time I just like pumped because we she was never like feeding enough from me so we'd always top her up with bottles 
So I like that I did that, but at the same time, it was very intense the first few months because that's really all I felt like I could do. Like it was like I would nurse her. She was really slow for nursing. And then I would pump and Derek would top her up with the bottle. Yeah, that's a, um, it's a long process. It was a huge, like a really so long process. Yeah. And I was like, I really um, tried to like do that as much as I could. And like that was fun. Like we, I did nurse her till around like 10 months, I think around 10 months and okay um it was like it was fine it just I pumped for a lot of that too so I like I feel like I would have I like I had to do things differently with Julia but I was more open to like pumping less with Julia too um yeah did it make you feel like not yourself or did you feel um more just like that my life was like completely different and that mentally I was like in a fog like I was like oh this is like it was just a lot um like a huge change and just like this huge like weight of responsibility that I have this little human that like I'm taking care of and that it's just hard yeah how was she as a baby Annalise was very like like particular like she seemed like like I expected babies to like like after feeding just like sleep and she really would not nap that much especially like after Mm. a few months she just would not sleep and part of that like eventually when she got older part of that was like I probably should have done more sleep training um earlier too but I didn't know I I yeah I was like new to everything yeah but generally like I would say she was like an okay baby like she didn't scream like Julia did as I'll talk (laughs) about but she also didn't she wasn't super calm like she was easily like stimulated by things or like sensitive to like textures and like things like that if that makes sense yeah yeah did you have get any clog ducts or mistakes oh uh no I actually didn't I remember I had to use like creams and stuff but I never got like okay yeah I'm surprised they didn't have you use a nipple shield Oh, I actually, I, I did. Oh, okay. With, with Annalise, too. Sorry, okay. I forgot to say that. I was like, but they still, I did, that. I did okay. do that. But still, it just, like, she never, like, fed enough. Like, it always seemed like she wasn't full enough. Uh, so that's yeah. why we did the topping up. Yeah. Yeah. But I always, I never had trouble with, like, milk supply. Because sometimes when I say to people, like, I was pumping, they, they assume it's because, like, I didn't have enough milk. But I always had lots of milk. Yeah, it was just yeah. something with, like, the... She did actual she feeding, just like it just yeah. yeah. She was also just like really small. I think like her mouth was small. Like it was just really like yeah. But with Julia, I we Julia and Elise are two and a half years apart. Okay. So yeah, so Julia, I got pregnant a little bit before Annalise turned two years. Yeah, because that's like nine months um and that was right away like just a month yeah again like pretty relatively quickly um yeah and as well yeah like I've I've never had um it's never taken like I've never had to experience like months of trying and I I feel like sometimes like yeah I I assume that it like just like happens and it's like I can't yeah I can't assume that too um but yeah with Julia again my like pregnancy 
I got sick. Yeah, I started, like, getting sick around, like, seven weeks again. And with okay. Julia, I found out, like, I was pretty sure I was pregnant again because I remember I felt, like, I just felt a bit crampy. And I felt, like, like before I was going to get my period, I just felt, like, kind of sore. I felt a bit different. And I was, like, I'm pretty sure I'm pregnant. I just had this, like, feeling. But you guys were wanting checked. to. But, yes, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. But you know how there's always that kind of guessing when you're about to have your period and you're like, I want to test. And then I kind yes. of put it, I, I put it off like a few days because I was like, I want to be sure when I test. So it's there's no like question. Yeah. Yeah. But it's always like, makes me like, ah, I want to know. I know. Um, but with Julia, yeah, like I found out um, we had, I, I got an ultrasound pretty quick, like that initial ultrasound with my doctor. So around like eight weeks. I got an ultrasound and then he right away because of my genetic genetic condition sent me to Mac so then the ultrasound looked fine but I got an ultrasound at Mac around like 11 weeks okay um just to like check everything and at that point that was like a major ultrasound because that was like when we know if there was like questions with the baby's health and stuff and that was completely fine which was such a blessing oh yeah um so I right away around 12 weeks I knew that the baby was like likely okay um like lord willing like right um and they said that if i had my other like 20 week ultrasound look normal then i didn't need to continue with like any doctors at mac like they were like it all looks fine um let's do that so i did the 20 week ultrasound we also didn't find out that julia was like a girl but i also assumed right that she probably was a girl um yeah, and then again, like similar to Annalise, my my um, pregnancy was not like easy, but I was still I was exhausted and like sick, but still working through. Yeah, trying to like do my normal work and like take care of Annalise during that time too. Um, yeah. When did did you go back to work? Yeah. So Annalise, I it was kind of weird because I like didn't go back to my like phd like the doctoral work until she was a year but with annalise around not when she was around nine months i started teaching one night class at redeemer so that was fun for me because i would yeah i'd still be with her all day but then derek would end work early he'd take he'd do like supper and bedtime with annalise and i'd go to redeemer and it was like a fun different thing um and that was really interesting because that's when i kind of yeah around nine ten months when i stopped breastfeeding and I suddenly, like, around then, and especially when she started solids, like, I felt like I was a bit more independent, which yeah. felt nice, because it was, I felt like mentally it was, like, a shift from, like, I'm the sole only responsibility for her gaining weight, and I was always, like, stressed about yep. weight gain with yep. Annalise. Um, and then it ended up, like, being, like, okay, she can have solids, she can have, like, a regular supper, which was, like, amazing to me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. With <laughs> Julia, like, I also started work and I started like um I I was sick but I kept going through like normal normal work and taking care of Annalise did you get as sick or was it better this time um it was it was pretty much the same I went on like a little bit of a stronger medication which helped a bit of the the throwing up but still made you tired yeah I was still really tired um I was supposed to like teach a course at Western I ended up like continuing only online because I was I was literally like worried about driving to Western because I was could fall asleep anywhere like I was just exhausted so um yeah 
but with with Annalise like I mean Julia I felt like other than that the pregnancy was okay I got bigger with Julia um so I was like curious if she was gonna be a bigger baby or not um and she ended up being eight six like from six five to eight six so she was um and it was interesting because Annalise was like a week and a half early and with Julia it was kind of annoying because about the last four weeks of pregnancy I was like expecting Julia to probably be early again to probably be early so every day I was like oh is is she gonna come today and I like no like signs and then um and the midwives didn't want to do like a stretch and sweep or anything because they had like too many people having babies they didn't have enough midwives on call oh, interesting. and they also were like yeah she was the kind of thing was with the midwife that I had was she was like when you come in for your 40 week appointment if you still haven't had her we'll do a stretch and sweep then who, were, um, who was your blue heron Oh, blue hair. Okay. Yeah, so that was interesting too because it was still kind of coming out of COVID. So they I had a team of six. So I didn't oh. have specifically like one key okay. one, which I didn't actually like as much because yeah, I would like nice. to have like one set yeah. one. Um, you like them still though? Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, I just, yeah, I wish I kind of like got to know them more. Yeah, I feel that's like I had more of a same. personal relationship with the Branford ones. Um, so with. Julia, I, I didn't, yeah, I didn't really have, like, signs of labor coming. When was she due? Um, she was due on July 24th. Okay. And I had her on her actual due date. Oh. <laughs> um, so early that morning, like, 3 a.m., um, I just started kind of having, like, contractions. I woke up from contractions. And again, it was different because my water didn't break first, like, with, with, um, Annalise my water broke first and then I had contractions but this time I had yeah just contractions like these waves and I knew right away there were contractions um I woke Derek up and I was like okay I'm just gonna kind of like time them and they were pretty regular and they were like six or seven minutes apart and they were I was like oh maybe this is gonna go like pretty fast um, but then by like 6 a.m., 7 a.m., they started kind of like petering out. Mm. Um, but we still got Derek's mom to come and take Annalise because I was like, okay, they made like, I don't know if this baby's like coming today. Yeah. Um, Derek and I, it was like a Sunday morning. We like had like a slow morning. They were still kind of there. I sat in the bath for a while, but they still were kind of like petering out. We went for a walk. I remember it was like during church we like walked by our house by the pond um and we just kind of like I was really really ready to have the baby then because I was like okay well we have someone taking Annalise I'm like I was just done with pregnancy and I was like this is a due date I don't want this to be like another two weeks or something so I was just like hoping she was gonna come and I like went back in the bath um when we got home and they kind of like slowly started up again and I called the midwife um and I kind of like asked if she could come check me eventually and she at first yeah she's like well if they're not like close enough or long enough we're not gonna we're not gonna do anything you have to keep waiting it out and then around 1 p.m they started getting stronger thankfully um so then I yeah I called the midwife again and she was like okay we'll meet you at the it sounds like they're like close enough together and strong enough now so I'll meet you at the at Grand River and I'll okay. just I'll check you 
Um, but then we are like driving there and I remember I was still doubting in my mind like I was like oh I'm probably like not far enough like I'm probably like whatever so we got to the hospital I checked uh the midwife checked me like in the triage and I was seven centimeters dilated and they were like okay we have to like go get a room let's like get ready you're gonna have the baby soon so I got like transferred over to the room um I asked if I could go in the bath again just because I knew I would, that, like, held last time with the pain. But they were like, you don't have enough time. We didn't have to, like, fill up the tub, blah, blah, blah. So I was, like, disappointed about that. Um, so I laid on the bed. I, like, tried a few different positions. And they were having some trouble at the very end, like, with, like, like, I was, I think I was fully dilated. But Anna, Julia was just, like, not moving down properly. So they had, like, a, I remember they had this, like, peanut ball kind of thing, like, in the shape of a peanut, and then I, like, had to, like, squeeze my legs, mm. and, like, they gave me, like, different, different positions to do, um, and then at the very end, they are like, okay, are you okay if we break your water, because that'll probably help, help speed it up, because my water didn't break yet, um, so they broke my water, and there was, like, meconium, because it was green, oh. so at that point, what did they have to do? They were, like wanted to get her out pretty fast so that's when they're yeah I was still trying like different positions and stuff and it ended up being fine like I only I didn't push for that long I don't even know specifically the amount of time but it was only like a little bit okay and then she ended up yeah Julia ended up coming out everything was fine um she had a lot of like gunk in her her lungs like she was kind of like wheezing and like that kind of thing so they had a doctor come in and like look at her but she was she was fine she was just kind of like clogged up like phlegmy okay um but everything and everything ended up like being fine with her um and she fed like right away from the beginning she like fed right away she like would look chunky and we were like okay but it was kind of like funny because I assumed because she was such a big baby and she like wanted to feed right away and she was just like seemed easy for the first few weeks that she was going to be like such an easy baby and we had a hard time with her but back to like the hospital I was going to say like my recovery was so much better with Julia again I had like no pain management at all like I did it all natural and it was like hard in the moment but it wasn't it wasn't like like I I it was manageable still yeah yeah um it was very painful of course but um I wasn't at the point where I was like, I really, really, really need, like, I wasn't begging for something. Like, with Annalise, I got to a point where I was like, I need something for pain. And then there wasn't enough time and stuff. But with Julia, it just, like, went fast enough that there wasn't enough time. And I also was like, I guess because I did it before I knew, kind of, I just, yeah. What time did you have her? Oh, that's a good question. So I got there at 1, and then I had her at 4. Okay. 10, 4, 10-ish. Okay. Yeah. Um... So I thought it would go actually faster, but the fact that it was just part of, like, the whole maneuvering her, that took longer. Um, and then we stayed, we actually stayed there um, just for, like, a little bit. They, like, did the little initial test, and then we were back home in our house at 6 p.m. So I, like, that nice? I nice loved <laughs> it. We literally, like, ordered food and picked it up on the Aww, way home. And so we nice. just, like, sat in our living room, ate the food. It was such a good feeling, like, slept in our bed. Um... Yeah, it was, it was really, it was a really good, generally, like, a really good birth experience the second time. Um, there was no, like, I didn't, like, bleed a ton, and I 
had like I could have the shower right in the hospital room right away yeah I felt okay to walk generally and um yeah so with Julia like in general she was a difficult baby um but around yeah around three weeks she developed colic um so I yeah after every feed she would cry for like hours and at first I don't know from about she was about a month old till she was about three months old I would like stay up till like 1 a.m every night like trying to feed she just wouldn't feed that much okay. um and I would always like every evening I was like okay she's probably cluster feeding like I would just like feed her a little bit stop calm her down feed her like I would just try anything um and it just got like progressively worse like she would just scream and scream um and she uh, around two and a half months um her weight just kind of plateaued like she stopped gaining weight um and she fed less and less so we were like she's not wanting to feed like what is the problem I saw a lactation consultant we had our regular like doctor's appointments and pediatricians too um and then at that point I decided to cut out dairy from Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. I was like, did it have anything to do? Yeah, so, like, I cut out dairy. I did it for, like, a couple weeks. Um, And then we went to this, like, this wedding. I still remember. Like, we went to this wedding, and, like, I had a little bit of dairy in the mashed potatoes at this wedding. So, for those few days, I would, like, pump and dump out my milk and then just use, like, the non-dairy formula for Julia. Then I started, like, trying to introduce my milk again. And she still, after a few days, like, reacted to my milk. That's so crazy. And mentally, I was just like, I can't do this. Like, this is not, it's not, it was not working well. Mm. Um, So Derek and I ended up, like, deciding we were just going to switch to the Elemental formula. So the completely, like, non-dairy hypoallergenic formula. Okay. Um, And that, like, helped instantly. Um. The only, like, hard part of this is, like, there's a huge formula shortage. Oh, yes, that's right. So we had, like, there was none right in Kitchener-Waterloo, and we had, like, even our aunt and uncle in Ottawa, like, mail formula to us. Like, it was really the only thing that she could handle. She couldn't handle, like, other sensitive formulas. Like, it had to be this, like, specific kind. Did you ever try goat milk? Um, or, like, goat milk formula? They have those. I don't, I don't know think that... so. I don't think so. Yeah. I think it was just this, like, hypo... I tried a couple other things, but not the goat milk. Okay. Um, but, yeah, this was, like... It was crazy. So, she, she started, like, slowly gaining weight again. She was always... Ta- like, still, she's, like, more petite, kind of like Annalise. Yep. Um, and then around six months, she was also, like, in the hospital for a week, um because she she got a virus um and it was like a virus similar to the flu that was kind of around kids and the doctors said like she got dehydrated she didn't she wasn't able to keep food down um or sorry milk down and then um the doctors were like okay any other kid probably would have just like gotten over this pretty quick but since her system was already so sensitive and like not able to really digest food she ended up, like, her system needed to reset. Like, it just... Okay. She had... She was diagnosed with gastroparesis, which you basically just, like, can't stop throwing up in response yeah. to the virus. It was, like, an adenovirus. Um, so we went... Yeah, we were at MAC. They admitted us, and they... She got a feeding tube um, for a couple of days, so that just helped kind of, like, reset her whole system. 
um, and she ended up being okay and like we she went back on the formula normal bottles and everything but there's like a whole nother layer to <laughs> the stressful first yeah. year with Julia it's just been not been easy with feeding but then like it's amazing because now like our pediatrician was like most kids around who have a cow's milk protein allergy around a year they get over it so it's different than lactose like a lactose allergy or sensitivity where where that usually develops apparently around like three or four years but with cow's milk protein allergy usually kids get over it and and they're fine and we started reintroducing like normal dairy I worked with a dietitian here in Kitchener um and right now like amazingly she's on like normal milk like she's on like like, normal milk and yeah so we're really thankful and she's like eating lots now and she's um gaining weight normally and yeah so it's been like interesting pregnancies and um yep yeah births and first years of life I'm so thankful for my girls and it's like Mm. an amazing experience I love having my two daughters and like I love our little family um it's yeah pregnancy's like such a such a whirlwind and like such a range of emotions and I like I love like talking to people about it um it's definitely not easy like it's such a especially like first year having new babies postpartum like it's been difficult um but I love like the community especially of our church and like just having friends that are at similar stages that you can like talk to about this and it's just such a blessing having that that support around too so yeah yeah sweet do you have any yeah, advice that yeah. you would give young I would say parents like, or like every Derek and I always tell people that like with new babies every stage is not like permanent because I feel like I always would when it'd be difficult stages that Annalise was in she'd switch so fast to like the next few weeks she'd grow she'd go through a growth spurt she goes through, through some developmental leap and things would change again so um it's hard when you're in it to not think like the colic is not permanent or like right the hard times are not forever um I would also say like like for mothers especially dealing with any sort of like postpartum anxiety or like like just not feeling yourself it's really important to just to yeah get help and be okay to open up about that um and realize that that's like a very very normal thing um and it's it's normal to have a huge range of emotions after having a baby yeah and um that's something I personally struggle with and I personally have like a lot of and I'm very sensitive to that and I I would say yeah like get help if you're if you're not feeling like yourself afterwards and and it can be extremely overwhelming and that's okay and it's easy to look at other mothers and be like they have it put together it's Mm. just easy for them but it is everybody know like it's it's a challenging season of life yeah for sure yeah those are my main pieces (laughs) of advice nice well thanks so much for coming on yeah no problem thank you thanks for having me I'm excited to yeah feel free to reach out if you're interested in talking further or anything yeah (laughs) I will tag you in it yes Thank you for listening to another episode of Beauty of Birth Podcast. Goodbye.
theme song brought to you by my husband Joel Pennings playing on the bass guitar and myself playing the electric piano.